0: You're listening to the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. AALL Insurance is locally owned and locally operated. Everybody needs insurance, especially young drivers. Give the people who support Arizona Varsity and Arizona high school athletes a chance to support your insurance needs. AALL Insurance. Click the link in the show description to find out more. We'd like to thank our friends at People's Mortgage for sponsoring Arizona Varsity and Arizona's athletes. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance your current mortgage, the experienced team at People's Mortgage is ready to help you. People's Mortgage has been a local lender for over 20 years, and their team has extensive knowledge of the local economy. They'll find the loan that best fits your needs. Rachel Lowe so connect with them today at 602-714-2555 that's 602-714-2555 find out why they say at people's mortgage it's all about the people azbk0904164 nmls6274 equal housing lender
1: What's going on everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Take It Easy Sports show here on ArizonaVarsity.com. My name is Zach Alvarez and as always I'm joined by my co-host Eric Newman. Eric, it's Monday night. We're uh recording on Mondays again apparently. We keep on switching things up a little bit, but um you know, uh we're we're at the point now where the season's about to get going. It's actually the the today's January 18th. Like I mentioned, it's Monday. It is the official start of winter sports. Um you know, we talked about it last week and it's here. We're getting going. Everyone kind of ramps up this week at some point, and I'm I'm personally pretty excited for it. How about you? I'm looking. Willow Canyon
2: basketball beat San Lou. Is it San Luis or San Louis? I think it's San Luis. Um. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um. They beat them 108 to 14. So, um, crazy start to the year.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. You literally just took You you, you kind of stole my thunder there a little bit. Because I was gonna say some big spiel about how, you know, it took less than twenty four hours for us to see the probably the most lopsided score that we're gonna see all season. Yeah. Um and yeah, Willow Canyon, uh a hundred and eight points tonight to open the season. Uh and for that matter, they only gave up fourteen points. So I'd be very interested to see, you know, if San Luis was uh shorthanded tonight. Um who knows, but uh, I see that they do play Maricopa t- uh, Tuesday. I don't want to say tomorrow because who knows when, you know, people are going to be listening to this. But they play Maricopa on Tuesday. And then going forward, they have other games as well, obviously. So um, we'll see if uh, how Willow Canyon is this season, I guess. they, You know, you have to be pretty good to put up 108 points, right?
2: Yeah, I don't think I could put it up 108 points by myself in a gym with nobody there.
1: Well, what if we gave you like... Like three hours to just shoot around.
2: Yeah, I might get to like one Oh six. Okay. <laughs> I'd probably get tired after about an hour.
1: What if you just do layups and you're just like standing in one spot Ooh. the entire time?
2: Yeah. I'd probably get distracted or something.
1: Um, oh, okay.
2: I'd go get Skittles from the vending machine or whatever.
1: Okay. Um,
2: okay. anyway, yeah. Basketball, soccer, wrestling's here. It's uh we weren't sure we were going to get to this point. Uh, we talked about it a lot last week. A lot of reporting has been done about this. I mean, back and forth, we had no idea whether uh, these sports were coming. And just like that, they're here. Um, not much of a preseason. They kind of had off and on uh, off-season practices, official practices. And now it's, yep. it's just here. So the teams have to really get out of the gate quick if they can. Um, obviously, there's still several weeks of the season, but it's um, it's shortened, and so the games even early on matter.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you and I are going to kind of dive deep into basketball, maybe a little soccer and stuff here. We are going to kind of dedicate a, every show going forward on like you know specific sports, um, just kind of talking about them here and there. Probably not a, a, a super long episode this week, um, just because we're going to kind of be, be very brief and just explain the games that maybe we plan on seeing this week maybe just um, games that we can't go see in person, but we're excited to see what the outcome is going to be. And then uh, we'll kind of do that every week for, for the different sports. And uh, we'll probably try to bring back the uh, meet the media segment, maybe bring on some coaches, maybe a player or two going forward as well. So going to kind of get back to how we were doing things before the breaking news of winter sports being canceled and brought back and all of that stuff. So, yeah, So just to kind of start off, Eric, um, boys basketball. Uh, We've already kind of introed this entire thing with the season obviously starting already at this point. Um, Are there any games that you plan on going to see in person this week?
2: Yeah, I'm going to three games, uh, schedule permitting. Um, I'm seeing three really interesting ones. Tomorrow, Tuesday, I'm going to be at Ironwood hosting Apollo. Ironwood's the defending 5A champs. Apollo's good every single year. They've got a kid, Ahmed Mohammed, who's uh, had a really, really good year last year. One of the best scorers in the state, defends really well. Um, Ironwood has a pair of seniors in JJ White and Bailon Black, the black and white crew, um, mm-hmm. who are their captains and are going to lead them to when they try to hope to um, repeat this year. So that's going to be a really good opening game. And then. I don't know if you're planning on going, but Chandler Valley Vista and uh, St. Mary's sunny slope on Wednesday is kind of a two back to back of both at St. Mary's high school. Those are going to be amazing games. And uh, I mean, just some talented teams right off the bat.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Uh, For me tomorrow, Tuesday, I am going to uh, Perry Hamilton. Mm. Uh, Pretty good one to open up the season there. Um, that one is uh, being played at Hamilton High School, which is a very nice gym, pretty big gym. So I imagine with only parents allowed, you know, it'll be a lot of room for social distancing, which is nice. Um, and then like you already mentioned, Wednesday, I am going to be at those two games, um, especially the Chandler Valley Vista one, the one I'm going to probably pay a little bit more attention to as far as coverage of the game, just because that's that obviously Chandler's and East Valley team. Um, however, I've been wanting to see St. Mary's since last season, so I'm very excited that I get to kind of stick around and see that game as well. Uh, Friday, Mountain Point versus Corona. Um, so it's going to be a very action-packed week, but um, this is really the only week where there's games really just about every single day. Um, next week, they kind of taper off to just like a Tuesday-Thursday kind of deal, which is what yeah. they typically are. Um, I Although I do know next Friday, which obviously we'll probably talk about a little bit more in detail, but Desert Vista Mountain Point will match up uh, next Friday for the first time since the uh, 6A title game last year. So, um, you know that'll be extremely interesting for the sake of Desert Vista is a completely different team, and Mountain Point is essentially the same team with some very good additions. So,
2: yeah, you mentioned uh, St. Mary's. Um, yep, and I wanted to talk about them a little bit. Let's do it. I've seen them a couple times um, last year. I was really impressed. Um, I saw them in a holiday tournament. They played. Um, in the Horizon Holiday Tournament at Horizon High School. And they made the finals. It was filled with 5A and four and 6A teams. And they were, I think, the only four. And maybe one or two others. Um, and they made the final. And though they lost, I was super impressed with what they had. They had a couple guys out um, for one. And they played against La Jolla. And La Jolla, as you remember, was a five seed in the tournament last year. Lost, yeah. um, lost to Mountain Point, who ended up going to the championship game. Um, and St. Mary's, against the team that had won the tournament the year before and was the best season in really long time for La Jolla, uh, their most talented group, took them all the way down to the wire, took La Jolla beating, uh, hitting a buzzer beater at the end to win the championship game. And I was like, okay, this St. Mary's team, who had a couple guys out, all really young, and most of them are coming back for this year, uh, is really impressive. I thought that they were going to be um, a great team. I think they're the class of 4A right now. It would take – there's some good teams, but I think it's going to take an upset
1: for them to uh, get beat in that class. You said that was a holiday tournament that they played in? Mm-hmm. So before that, a couple weeks before that actually, remember they took uh, 6A state champion Desert Vista to overtime. Yep. So I mean, and I mean last I saw St Mary's returns almost everybody, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I'm excited to see them. Um, you know, the way that you explained them in the holiday term, it reminded me a lot of what Arcadia did uh, in the McClintock holiday shootout. I think I don't know if you were there or not, but they took Skyline yeah. down to the wire and Skyline was a semifinal game. So or a semifinal team, not semifinal game. They made the semifinal game, yeah. but um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Um and to your point, you know, with with our or, sorry St. Mary's being kind of the class of four A as far as the favorites and everything, I think Mountain Point is kind of the same way in six A. Uh, maybe some people would argue different, but Mountain Point literally returns everybody. Um, so I mean, and I think they take on Queen Creek on Tuesday, and then I think uh, oh they they take on Corona of course Friday. So I'll be able to see what they can do against Corona. Um, but yeah, Mountain Point and St. Mary should should theoretically be the favorites in their respective conferences and then, 5a i'm not so sure
2: yeah 5a is going to be a real toss-up um yeah. there are a bunch of really good squads with great players i think uh ironwood is going to be good again yep. but they're i mean they're they lost five college basketball players and that's hard to replace on any team
1: yep I'm millennium be should be pretty 5A. good too right Millennium's
2: going to be good they lost a bunch of their top guys yeah they always have a bunch of young talent these guys that would have been seniors this year all started as freshmen and all contributed as freshmen yeah. um and so i'd be really surprised millennium doesn't have that young talent again now freshmen and sophomores that can come up and play at a high level um and on friday i'm actually going to see a girls game too um, nice i'm seeing sandra day o'connor who was a 6a quarter finalist and brings back a bunch of their great players take on mountain ridge um and I'd like to do a feature on Sandra Day. It's going to be really exciting. They're also just a tangent on them. Gonna They're still in the looks for their uh, football coach after Steve Casey retired. Um, and that is, I don't know if you've ever been to this O'Connor campus. It's one of the most beautiful backgrounds for a campus in this metro area. There's the mountains in the background and there's just a bunch of cool space around there. So I like going out there when I can.
1: Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. It's kind of on my bucket list of, uh, of places to go. Um, let's talk about the, the girls side of things really quick here. Um, we saw a lot of very, very talented girls from teams all across the valley, you know, go the prep route this year because of the uncertainty, um, what what's kind of on your forecast when it comes to the girls in 6a uh what teams kind of stand out a little bit more than others to you millennium stacked again okay um, that's yeah i guess we kind of figured that one they they lost
2: a few actually of their top players one or two um yep. to prep schools but they're still great um i don't think it's as incredibly dominant like last year the the championship run for them wasn't close. They beat everybody badly. Um, But I think this year they're going to be tough. Sunrise Mountain's another one that I've done a feature on both of these teams. But Sunrise Mountain only graduated one senior from, or maybe two, one or two seniors from last year's team that made the final. Um, And they bring back almost all their top scorers. Um, Everybody was impactful and everything. They started most of their underclassmen last year. And, um, they're going to be really good this year too. So in five A, I think those are the two best teams. But uh, it's still to be determined. I think Valley Vista in six A, who won the last championships, also going to be stacked again.
1: Yeah, because they return. Uh, what Jenna Isai, right? Yeah, she's she's yeah, she's really good. I remember seeing her against Hamilton. I think it, yeah in the in the six A final last year, and she yeah she's very very good. Um, she kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, like how young she was last year. Cause she's only a sophomore last year. Wasn't she? Mm-hmm. So she kind of reminds me of, uh, how Triana crisp was for millennium before she yeah. transferred to PHH. So, um, she's the, that's where she is, right? Phoenix prep. She's still there. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, I know Perry lost a few, uh, pretty, very good players actually. Um, Madison Connor being one of them. Did you see that tweet by the way, from, uh, from Javier, who, um, I think it was Javier who tweeted it. I could be wrong. Um, Maybe it's Jose. No, it wasn't Jose. I don't know. I can't remember who tweeted it. Uh, She was seen, not dressed out, but in U of A jumpsuits, or the warm-ups, I guess you can say, um, for the Wildcats. Hmm. But I remember she was only a junior last year, so she must have... She must have transferred and then graduated early or just straight up graduated early. From yeah. I Perry. Don't know. Cause I know yeah. it, the the tweet said something like she's only been there for a week. Coach so.
2: of Perry is, is a really, really awesome guy. I really like yeah. him. Um, he's there. He's their girls basketball coach and has always been super gracious to me and everything. Soft spoken guy, but really, I mean, Perry's been one of the better teams in the state
1: the yep. years. Perry and Hamilton. Yep. Yeah, Hamilton always, man. They just—I don't know what it is about Ham. I mean, even on the boys' side too, they just breed talent there in the basketball program.
2: Yeah, I mean they—they play tough. Um, they just—I mean that school just has a lot of athletes in general. It seems like, um, yeah. And that goes on to the basketball teams, and obviously the girls won two years ago. Um, they're as good as any team in the state. Uh, in yeah. On the boys have been pretty good recently too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they're going to be a
2: fun team to watch.
1: Uh, one team I want to talk about and pick your brain on because you you've done, you've done a story on this team. And by the way, if you haven't seen some of Eric's stories lately, he's very, very much so branching out in the way of doing videos alongside of his stories. And they're all very good. So definitely give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, that way you don't you know miss any of his stories on there for Arizona varsity. Um I mean, he's kind of he's kind of tapping into his uh to his old Cronkite days when he did video packaging and stuff like that. So, uh, definitely give him a follow. He's fifty followers away from a thousand, so let's get him to a thousand as well. Uh, early plug for your Twitter he's account that I know you don't care about. More than I do. I never. You I always tell me, and it's breaking news to me how
2: many followers. I know. I I just know. Have no idea. I know.
1: Whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, Sawaro had their black and gold kind of media day. I think they call it like the black and gold madness uh, this past Saturday. I know you weren't able to go and I unfortunately was not able to go either, but you've done a story on that Sawaro boys basketball program. What is coach Lucas Ramirez building over there in his first year with the program?
2: They're going to be improved. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to tell after all this time um, what exactly that'll be. Because, you know, every team's going to be different. Maybe they didn't even expect it after this weird offseason. Yep. Um, but they're pretty – they bring back a lot of their talent. Um, and they've got some football players that yeah. really are yeah. just good athletes. And I think that they're going to be improved. Um It's a tough road building chemistry over this pandemic with the new coach and everything. But I know he's got – um, he's got a lot of trust in his guys and they enjoy I mean, just speaking to a few of them, they really enjoy him as a coach and as a leader and everything. Um, he relates to the guys really well. Super competitive but uh fair and fun. Um I think they're gonna be a really fun team to watch this year. And uh I don't know if it's playoff bound or not. I don't even remember off the top of my head. Is it twenty four teams still or are they doing like a shrunken bracket?
1: Um honestly i don't even know i haven't even looked yeah
2: it's hard to know i mean i think that'll be um who knows if they will be a playoff team or not maybe they'll sneak in one of those playing games or something yeah. like that um it's it's always hard with a first year coach um but i i think they'll be good and he's building something for the future uh yep. type of guy that he he told me that he wanted to build something there and i think he's going to be around a while and really help change their culture
1: yeah and you, you already mentioned obviously the the football players that have have come over to that program. Uh, Donovan Thomason, he played linebacker for the football program there. obviously was a very good football program. Um, Troy Allen, who used to be at Desert Vista, he is on the basketball team this year. Um, and then for anybody that has to guard Tristan Monday, I just feel bad for you in general because he's he's a monster on the gridiron and I can only imagine what he's like you know in his power forward position um I mean I think he just picked up a u of a offer as well I think they re-offered him actually for uh for defensive line so the big boy uh yeah he he's every to
2: box that guy out.
1: yeah he's listed at like 6 three according to the basketball roster I would not be surprised if he's more than that um he he's a big dude and he's only a junior, so you get another year of him as well, which is uh pretty incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what uh, Coach Ramirez can do over there. Um, Seton Catholic, the girls' side of things. Karen Self, obviously a Hall of Fame high school basketball coach here in the here in Arizona. Um, in the four A level for the girls, I know that's kind of where more of the West Valley schools are. Uh, what's kind of your outlook there and how do those teams stack up with a Seton Catholic team that literally is dominant every single year? If
2: Seton Catholic doesn't win the 4A championship this year, it'll be an upset.
1: How many um, times have we heard that
2: in the last like decade? That I mean a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't think they graduated anybody from this last team.
1: I don't think they did either. Yeah. Which is and, crazy.
2: Yeah. And I remember two years ago when they lost to shadow mountain um, and shadow Swept for a for both boys and girls. Yeah, um, they were so upset that for one year they didn't get to win. Um,
1: and they still made it to the semifinals because that game was the finals, at, finals that year, yeah. They lost, that, so. that game was at uh Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. yeah. And
2: they, uh, they're they just so talented. Karen Self is a great coach, they all love her over there. Yeah, well, we've gotten to talk to her maybe twice, maybe three times, but mm-hmm. um. I mean she she just does the right things over there um they're going to be special again this year and they're going to be not just the top team in foray but they're going to be one of the top teams overall um and if there was an open i think they would make it um yeah i would like to see an open i think that'd be interesting but that'd be fun um yeah but i mean they're going to be one of the top three or four girls teams in the entire state overall um and I know there is going to be some good teams. I think Greenway is going to be decent again this year, um, but for the most part, it's it's that team's conference to lose.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, we already talked about the uh, the boys' score between Willow, uh, Willow Canyon and San Luis. Uh, the girls, Willow Canyon, won sixty-seven to four. Wow. Yeah, I. Uh, not much more to say about that one do I you, guess. If
2: you're the coach there, what do you say when the other team scores those two buckets? Like, do you get mad? I think that someone blew so, this
1: button? So you can Oh, you're talking about Willow, from Willow Cannons perspective?
2: Yeah, like the two buckets that the other team scored.
1: Well, those could have been those could have been free throws.
2: Those could have been free throws, yeah. But my point is like as if you're the coach, can you get mad for allowing those points? are you um about your girls
1: no because i would assume at some point they put in some backups that's true i mean let let kids that may not get in in a close game get the chance to you know play and, and this early in the season that's great that's what's um, crazy
2: about this is yeah w- with a score like that you see that every once in a while at the yeah. high school level um that's just ultra dominant but that means that the backups were playing just as dominant. Maybe not scoring as much, um, but still, to allow only four points means your backup players and whoever you put into the game in the second half and everything were just it's still crushing at the same amount, which is impressive. Yeah.
1: And, we, and again, we don't know the circumstances. I mean, San Luis could have been extremely shorthanded yeah, on both knows? programs. So, I mean, who who really I don't knows?
2: not Rag on San Luis. We're no, not really at all. Impressive on Willow Canyon's
1: part. Yeah yeah and i mean honestly to go back to your question i know you you kind of posed it from the side of willow canyon but if you're san luis you know as a coach you could look at it two ways one you could be mad because your team obviously gave up that many points and didn't score anything or you could take it as a as a learning opportunity okay this is what good teams look like if you want to be considered a good team you're gonna have to you know play up to that standard every single night um So, I mean, there you go. I mean, kind of a good way to look at it, I guess you can say. Um, You know, obviously, I can't imagine how they felt, you know, when there's only four points on the board, but um, hey, use it as a motivation factor. You know what I mean?
2: Nothing else you really can do. Um, You can let it kill your spirit or you can move on from it, right? Like, teams have lost worse before. Germany was down, uh, Germany beat Brazil. Uh, they were 7-1. They scored seven goals in a semifinal match in the World Cup. Um, yeah, I mean, losing this bad at a high school game is uh, is nothing like being the absolute best for Brazil and losing that badly. Um, yeah. So
1: there's always someone who's gotten beat worse. Yep, absolutely. Uh, sticking to 6A basketball, are any other games that kind of jump out at you that you're not going to be able to make this week?
2: Yeah, there's a few of them. Um I am really really excited about um Chandler Perry. And I know you're seeing both of those teams in general. Yeah. Um but you're not seeing that game. Um unless you, did you didn't say you were seeing that one, did you?
1: Uh no, I am seeing Hamilton, Hamilton Perry. Hamilton Perry, Chandler Perry. When when is Chandler Perry? It's one of these days um i'm trying to look really quick it's on
2: friday the 22nd
1: friday oh i didn't go down far enough that's why okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i see that game
2: really, really good one um in 6a i'm i'm excited for that because we actually we talked about it last week but uh that was the infamous greg rosenberg um, <laughs> that's true bobby hurley frank caliendo <laughs> okay, so that was fun um <laughs> I'm really excited about what um, Liberty is putting together this year. Uh, Mark mm-hmm. is a guy that if you talk to coaches, he love people love him yep. um, and uh, they're hosting chaparral on Friday. And that's going to be a really exciting game too.
1: Yeah. I think one game that I'm kind of looking forward to just seeing the outcome is, and i probably go see it, you know, at some point. Um, Cause obviously they're going to play a couple times throughout the season. Uh, Mountain view versus Mesa. Um, yeah, you know, just, just a very, very good matchup in, you know, the, the Mesa district, the East Valley region. um, I mean, just in general, it's just interesting to, to kind of get a sense for what those teams look like. And honestly, when it comes to basketball, those are two pretty good teams in that area of the Valley in general. Um, Mesa
2: has a kid, Steven Cervantes, who's their yep. senior guard. And I've, I've watched this team for years now. I think he was a sophomore or a freshman the first time I saw them, and he's really, really crafty guard. Um, and he always had like a, a good guard skills, but now he's grown up and he's gotten more athletic and he can shoot better and everything. He's a fun player. Yeah, to watch.
1: he is. I saw him last year um, when he when they played against Skyline, and he was really fun to watch. Now I don't think Mountain View's roster is updated on the AZ Preps website. Um because I'm pretty sure Cash Clark has already graduated at this point, um, but one guy who I'm really looking forward to seeing is Malaki Taase. Obviously, he was the star defensive end as a junior for the Mountain View football team. He's playing basketball, and like I said, for you know, for Tristan Monday, good luck guarding him because he is going to be a handful. Um, so I'm gonna I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what uh what he can do there in at Mountain View. I think it'll be very fun to see.
0: No, for
2: sure, it'll be super fun. I uh, that's we we're talking about the football players that come over.
1: He's super athletic. Oh um, yeah, uh, so that's gonna be a really good one. I and uh, just a genuinely good kid. Like, I've talked to him several times throughout the season. I did a feature story on him. I've messaged him back and forth on Twitter for a couple different things. He's asked me questions question about winter sports. Just a genuinely good kid. Always calls me Mr. Alvira, which I hate, but whatever. He's just being <laughs> respectful. Um, makes me feel really old. But, I mean, just a really – I mean, like I said, already like four times now. Just a really good kid. Love to see that. Yeah yeah definitely um a couple other things that i kind of wanted to touch on before we wrap things up here uh eli sanders commits to iowa state now obviously he was committed to boise state before the start of the season uh coaching change there with with the former head coach of at boise going to auburn eli d commits uh before that he picks up offers from san diego state hawaii um iowa iowa state he ends up choosing the cyclones he now joins the likes of Joey Ramos from Deer Valley, who's going to be blocking for him. He joins Brock Purdy, who for his senior year is 100% a Heisman candidate, in my opinion, um, who's going to be handing the ball to him and maybe throwing it to him as well. Uh, he also joins Deshane James, who's going to be a wideout for Iowa State this year after kind of, uh, I think he's more of a red shirt this year as a freshman. And then obviously Kobe Hathcock, who's going to be long snapping again. Um, the The list of Arizona players at Iowa State just continues to grow, and the Cyclones got a good one with Eli Sanders.
2: They de- they definitely did. Um, he's going to make an impact there. And, you know, they who knows what their running back depth chart will look like down the road, but I know they had some y- older guys this year who are going to move on. Um, so who knows, it'll be maybe just a year or two before he's making an impact on the field. Um I think that it makes sense with the the coaching change at Boise State and everything. Uh, makes sense that he would uh, reconsider and, you know, take a power five school. Iowa State's a fun place right now.
1: Yeah, Brees Hall, uh, obviously very, very good running back there at Iowa State. He was a sophomore this year, so he's going to be a junior. So he might have only one year left. Um, And, you know, when I was talking to Eli about his commitment, I, I kind of got flashbacks of what the situation was for him when he went to Chandler. Um, think of Brees Hall as day, day Hunter, where Brees Hall may only have one year left and he's going to be the lead back. But if, if Eli Sanders, isn't the second string kind of maybe like a change of pace kind of guy, or just comes down in passing or comes in in passing situations because he can catch the ball very well. Um, I would be very surprised. I think Eli's going to see a lot of playing time immediately because he is that type of player and he can make an impact right away, as you've already mentioned as well.
2: I think Iowa State just overall is going to be one of the best. Um, is just going to be a really, really solid team next year. Yep. And uh, we saw that they had one of their maybe their best year ever this year. It
1: um, was best in program history.
2: Yeah, and so Eli's commitment makes a lot of sense. I think. Yeah. I think it's really fun, and I'm I'm happy for him. You and I have both you even more than I have, but I've interviewed him a few times now, and such yep. a good kid. Um, he deserves this.
1: How fun is it going to be in a couple years when uh, when Eli is the starting running back going up against Bijan Robinson at Texas? That's going to be fun. Oh, man. That's going to be so much fun. Or even better yet, going up against Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma. I mean, we already get Brock versus Spencer, which is, you know, <laughs> that's a headline in itself. But then you throw right. in Eli. And, you know, uh, Noah Nelson, when he when he becomes a starter there at Oklahoma on the offensive line, man, Arizona kids are just doing such great things right now. It's awesome. They certainly are. It's, it is it's very really cool. Exciting. It's awesome to see. Um, Eric, any other games you want to focus on when it comes to basketball? We'll come back to that really quick.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've covered most of the really good ones.
1: Um, and and again this is just for week one we we haven't really even gone into the second week we will eventually but we're kind of focusing on just the opening week of the season at this point
2: yeah we are and um i think that tomorrow i can't make it because i'm seeing another one but centennial hosting sunrise mountain is going to be a really good game yeah centennial's got a lot of their talent back sunrise mountain um has a, a really good roster this year um I honestly think that there's a good chance Colin Carey's one of the... Uh, their senior on Sunrise Mountain is one of the three or four players for player of the year in 5A. Um, and uh, they're going to be fun. So I think that that whole Peoria area, that 5A uh, Northwest, with all the teams that are going to be super fun, um, Ironwood, Apollo, uh, Kellis, Centennial, Sunrise Mountain... All those teams can can win on a given night.
1: Yeah, people always talk about the East Valley bias when it comes to football season. Uh, that's not really the case when it comes to basketball season because, I mean, most of the time, I would argue that West Valley schools are better than East Valley.
2: It, so, it really yeah. depends on the conference. Um, that's true. That's because true. 6A was East Valley dominated last year, yeah. whereas 5A was West Valley, and then the others kind of trickled down everywhere. Uh, 4A ended up being South Point, who's Tucson. So that's not really even part of the uh, conversation. But um, there were some good 4A teams on both sides. But yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of the same as it was with football this year, right? Like 6A was uh, – the Open, obviously, was Chandler Hamilton. um, But there were some good Open teams from the West side. Um, 6A was East Valley dominated. 5A was – West Valley dominated, and then kind of down the middle in foray with uh, Mesquite and Cactus. So you're right. The It's the short way of saying that, yes, you're correct. It's not um, the same kind of bias there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are finally back in action. They lost, though, to the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, how crazy has this whole situation been? I want to touch on the, the Suns just for a second here.
2: It's... Uh... I mean, this was the thing about the bubble is for a while, it was obviously weird that they had to do it, but there's, I mean, there's no way um, that you can have complete safety and no COVID and no quarantining and everything without that. Um, So we've seen that it's, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just crazy. And I hope that no one gets severely ill or hurt or anything like that. They were able to play, so that's a good sign. But I just, I think it's going to be crazy all year until we get this thing figured out.
1: I agree with you. Um, you know, it's just it's just unfortunate because you, I mean, I don't know. Unless they, they take over Disney World again, I think it'd be very hard to do a bubble situation. Um, you know, I think the NCAA is going to try it where they're going to send all the teams to Indiana Um, we'll see how that goes, but I mean, I don't know. It's just tough. It's really, really tough. And, you know, even though people are obviously mad at the NBA for thinking they're not handling it very well, I think the exact opposite. I think they're handling it about as good as they can. Um, just because I mean, they're testing every day and you know, one day you can test negative and then the next day you can wake up with symptoms. It's just that crazy. It's that you know, much of a volatile situation that you don't really know what's going to happen on a daily basis. So you kind of just have to do the best you can to stay healthy. And um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really about it. Um, Moving on again, I just kind of want to touch on a couple things with pro sports. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, I know you hate predictions, Eric, but what do you think Fitz does with his career? Is he going to come back or is he going to retire? I hope he comes back. I hope that guy comes back for another 15 years for the whole second
2: <laughs> career. Um I don't know though. He uh there were reports that came out that he sold his Paradise Valley home, which they love to make rumors out of that. It doesn't necessarily actually mean anything. Uh, yeah,
1: but to to go off of that, that's been on the market for a long time because I heard that he was building a new home. Yeah, I bought it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not looking too much into that. Um, I think what Brenton Buckner said on Twitter after uh, the Cardinals' loss to the Rams was interesting, where he said, Canton, start the clock, basically hinting at, you know, Larry being eligible for the Hall of Fame, which is only possible if you do retire. Um, but then he kind of said like, oh, he didn't really mean it that way, stuff like that, which... You know, I, I guess I believe. I mean, I've talked to Brenson a couple times. Obviously, his son, Brandon, I've talked to several times. Um, I don't think he really meant that to. He didn't mean to do that to Larry. So, yeah. I, I'm not reading into that the either.
2: News. They're smart enough to know that you don't do something
1: like that. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he always takes a long time anyway. I don't think we're really going to get an answer until, man, probably like February or March from him. Because I know he usually travels and everything. Now, who, how. How much, you know, traveling he actually does now is probably very minimal, but uh, he's probably going to enjoy himself, maybe take some time off to kind of, you know, take away or not take away, but, you know, kind of sign off from everything and, you know, just take a chance to kind of think about everything. And, you know, if he retires, I mean, great career, happy for him. If he comes back, obviously, I'll be very excited. Um, but for some reason, I feel like he's going to come back again. Yeah, I think I think yeah. it was a tough year to end on. I think so too, especially because they they had a chance to go to the playoffs. So, and who knows if Kyler Murray stays healthy? Who knows if that changes? But I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Um, one thing I kind of wanted to get into, just for a quick second here, uh, you were one of the lucky ones to get the vaccine. How how are you feeling now that it's been a couple days?
2: Um, I grew eighteen inches. Nice. Um, no, but seriously, I feel fine. Um, nice. Okay. I, I had a little bit of pain in my right shoulder for maybe a day and that was it. I mean, they um, they make you, at least in the drive-thru one I did, um, they have you sit. After you get it, you have to sit 15 minutes to make sure there isn't like a, 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 some immediate wooziness or anything yeah. like that. Um, and I think, I, I mean, I was a little tired because I got it at 1130 at night. Um, and didn't end up actually getting the shot until maybe 11.45 or so uh, okay. after waiting in line a little bit. But um, other than that, it was not really anything. I just kind of took it easy the next day anyway. I had uh, It was a Saturday, so I didn't have a whole ton to do. Um, but for the most part, I was okay. I had a few meetings online and everything, but um, not really any extensive thing. Um, yeah. So I recommend it
1: uh when is your
2: second round i still so this is the thing they have to um they had such a huge influx of people doing it that um it almost took down the system like i was l- lucky to get an 1131 got um, it. so i still have to schedule i've got like one or two days before i'm able to schedule my next one um got it okay process so i don't know yet
1: and did you get it at state farm
2: Yes, I did. I drove. It was
1: actually pretty easy.
2: Um, They had a ton of volunteers there, which I was super thankful for. Um, And they all seemed to know what was going on. You never know with volunteers. It's something that's so (laughs) big like that if they actually are told any information. They did a really good job. Got in. You had to wait a little bit just because so many people are getting the vaccine right now. Um, But it was a pretty easy process. And I was super happy with the way it went.
1: Yeah. Uh, When I'm eligible, I'm going to go for it. I mean, why not? So my thought, and
2: I don't know, it'll just depend on how well they do with the rollout and everything is one that maybe during the day, it would be a little bit more difficult, like after work or something. Yeah, like that. that was the thing about, um, an 1130 PM time was there wasn't, I mean, it was actually still pretty crowded because there were still a lot of people who that was the only time they could get. But yep. I feel like once it starts rolling out more, maybe there'll be more traffic. Um, so it might be worth getting a time where you don't think as many people will be there, but yeah, yeah honestly think if you have to wait a little bit, then so be it. It's, uh, it, it helps get rid of or prevent a vaccine. That's really scary. Uh, uh, disease. That's really scary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they it seems like they're kind of trying to fast track it now trying to get through as many groups as possible. So, you know, maybe instead of, uh, you know, April I might be able to get it in March (laughs) so um but who knows whatever well when when my time comes my time comes um we started the process and it's a little bit later than usual but we started the process of the Arizona Varsity Awards for this past football season um those are going to be coming out fairly soon I submitted all of my picks Eric did his I know Cody Cameron did his I saw Sandy jump in and do hers um, I think Jason Skoda might have done his already um, Lee Patterson I think also did so uh, we're, we're definitely we're definitely getting there um, you know obviously just with the pandemic and everything we really can't meet so we've been trying to like you know work out logistics with that and then obviously you know with the passing of our friend Andy we kind of all kind of st- you know took a step back for good reason um so you know that that is coming i can tell you that is coming um we are going to be doing a zoom kind of uh um i guess debate i guess is what we're going to be teasing it as because looking at the nominations for everybody there's going to be some debate as far as who gets what award so it's, it's definitely going to be a fun process, though. I have fun doing it. I had fun doing it last year. Um, we all met at Chili's house. Um, I think this year is going to be fun, even though we can't physically all be together. Um, but make sure to keep an eye out for that because it is going to be coming very, very soon. But with that, I want to thank you guys, as always, for listening. Um, next week, we're going to jump into more winter sports action. We're going to kind of get a sense of how some of these teams are because we'll be two to three games into the season at that point. So I think it's going to be very fun. We're going to know very quickly which teams are uh, pretenders and maybe some contenders in there as well. Absolutely. But with that, but, but with that being said, uh, make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach LeVire, at Enuman Rights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. Eric, if you have any last words, I will hand it over to you.
0: I like cats.